So what happened? Did she throw you out? Huh? No, actually, she took it pretty well. <laughs> so what happened? She's into it. <laughs> into what? The menage. And not only that, she just called me. She told me she spoke with the roommate, and the roommate's into the menage, too. <laughs> That's unbelievable! Oh, it's a scene, man. Just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia. What are you talking about? I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it? What do you mean you're not going to do it? I can't. I'm not an orgy guy. Are you crazy? This is like discovering plutonium by accident. Don't you know what it means to become an orgy guy? It changes everything. I have to dress different. I have to act different. I have to grow a mustache and get all kinds of robes and lotions. And... I need a new bedspread, new curtains. I'd have to get thick carpeting and weird old lighting. I'd have to get new friends. I'd have to get orgy friends. No, I'm not ready for it. Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. Giddy up, a giddy up, a ride that funky pony. A giddy up, a giddy up, a ride that funky pony. Giddy up, a giddy up, a ride that funky pony. I'm Joel Murphy, this is Hobo Radio, and this week we are bringing you an interview with Axel Braun, who has made a name for himself as the director of Vivid's uh, superhero movies. You've seen them, Batman Triple X, Superman Triple X, Spider-Man Triple X. His latest is The Dark Knight Triple X, so we took that opportunity to sit down with him and talk about the new film and his career, and a lot about Batman, actually. Uh, so I really hope you enjoy it. And I also hope you enjoy our song this week, which, fittingly enough, is called Porno Movie, and it is by the band Amp Sex. Hope you enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy the interview. Well, I, I wanted to ask you first, just to get some background, um, were you were you a big comic fan growing up? Were you a comic book fan? I was a huge comic fan, and um, my father was a really good friend with the, the Italian distributor of all the Marvel and DC comics. I had, I still have, you know, the full collections of all the Marvel and DC comics uh, uh, doubled, one copy to read and the other one to keep. <laughs> so, uh, 
the the porn directing come along when did that come into your life the first the 1960s uh, Batman triple X come along where did that idea come from just because of the tone and the style of uh, the source material. It was probably a pretty natural fit. It was a great fit. Easy? God, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shooting something in a couple of days with, a, you know, a not exactly classically trained actors with a small budget. Not easy, but uh, fun for sure. Walk me through, like, when you do one of these films, how long from start to finish does it take you to to write, you know, to make the costumes do everything? You know, it depends. Um, a, a movie like, uh, you know, Star Wars Triple X, that, that's something that, you know, took, I think, 16 days to shoot as opposed to three, and took uh, about a year of planning and took, you know, months of set building. Other movies are much easier, you know. In, I, you know, Batman took three days to shoot. 
tough is it to find that information? Like, has the does the internet make it pretty easy to track down like the original costume designs and stuff, or, or how do you actually locate to make sure you get the details right? You know, for certain things, you know, if you want to get a fan-made costume, it's easy on the internet. But if you want to find something very, very specific, the way I try to find things, it's not just you know, it's like the fabric for the Riddler's costume. It's a process, so you know, you start in a certain place, and then you, you know, you get in contact with somebody who gives you more information, and then he puts you in contact with somebody else. I mean, it's a you can't really predict, okay, I'm going to sit here today and I'm going to get all the costumes off for my next movie. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it's trial and error. And sometimes it's, it's dealing with people, who, you know, who don't deliver or deliver the wrong stuff or you see pictures that are not. It's, it's a process. So um, it's not an exact science that I, I'm constantly researching. I'm constantly looking for everything that I can possibly find for, you know, I have projects lined up for the next Now, for the actors, when you cast the roles, um, are you primarily concerned with their appearance, like how close they look? Or are you looking for like a certain type of, of like, do you want them to be have a certain acting range, or how how do you cast the film? You know, because obviously most of these, with the exception of the Star Wars, you maybe have like 25 minutes of uh, like, you know, non-sex scenes in there. How do you decide what's important or or what to focus on or, or how to write it, you know, when you're actually sitting down? Makes it pretty 
Rises. I mean, you're you're parodying something that hasn't come out yet. So how how did you approach that? Like, how did you did you just go back and sort of read? I didn't plan for, for this to happen, nor do I want uh, 
few months. I've had him written for a while, for about a year. I've just been trying to find the right moment. I, just, I didn't want it to come out too soon after after the first one, so I think it's gonna come out at the three-year three anniversary mark, uh, which will be May 2013. Now, for this one, when you talk about a, a darker tone, how much leeway do you have? I mean, with it being porn, like how dark can you go? Like, is vivid? pretty, you know, like, open to you doing a, a dark, gritty interpretation, or is it kind of, is there any pullback of, like, we can't be too dark with you it? You know, I, I have to say that Vivid has always allowed me to um, bring my vision to the screen in any way I want, and, and I'm really grateful for that, because um, uh, they understand that, 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 that I really, really uh, love the characters. I know the characters, and they, they, you know, they, they appreciate that. And um, I went really dark. I mean, this is really freaking dark. <laughs> I have to say, you can't get darker than this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. They're, they're sending it to me, but I haven't gotten it yet. But I, I watched the trailer online before talking to you today, and I saw the in the trailer that you show that you, you're doing. Barbara Gordon getting paralyzed, it looked like. So, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, oh, yeah. that one definitely surprised me. I was like, okay, yeah, we're, we're getting dark. Like, it's. it's yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll be, uh, you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised. It is dark. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like, let's say, you know, I, I never tried to write the movie around the sex. I tried to write the sex around the movie, meaning it, 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 the sex scene. Trust me, the, the, the sad, I don't know if you've seen, I'm assuming you've seen the, the Dark Knight Rises, the sex scene between, uh, you know, um, Bruce Wayne and, uh, and um, um, Lion Cotillard, it's way more gratuitous than any sex scene I've ever shot in any porn parody. I mean, it just really makes no sense. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> training, let's have sex. We've never really actually had any kind of interaction, no flirting, no display. I'm lonely training, I'm broke, let's have sex. So, you know, it's more justified in my movie than, than, than that scene, that's for sure. Uh, well, well, since you mentioned it, what uh, what did you think of The Dark Knight Rises? I'm not sure that I can say that, but I will. I hated it. I really? I hated it, and I didn't hate it in comparison with mine, God forbid, you know. It's a... I just, I wasn't a fan of the of the Dark Knight to begin with. The, the last movie, I didn't like it. I found it over. I found it overrated. I mean, I could go on for hours about describing how many things I didn't like about this one. Um, and it's not like I wanted not to like it. I went and and, and wanted to love it. Unfortunately, it's just you know, there's so many things that they're just wrong. There's some things are plain insulting. Well, the sex scene I just told you to me was absolutely gratuitous. Made no sense. Also made no sense the fact that what well, if Talia Al Ghul just got to hand the keys to Wayne Enterprises and she now runs the show? Okay, take the bomb. Why are you fucking pulling all this? <laughs> just take the bomb. Why are you make me wait? Suffer two and a half hours of, of crap. Just, just you know. There's so many things. I mean, I'm, I don't know. To me, it's, if you want to set it, you know, Nolan set this in the real 
real, great. If you want to make it real, when there's like four minutes left for the biggest nuclear device in the world to go off, wait, Batman is going to stop, climb up the bridge, uh, somehow design a perfect bat, which is about 60 feet wide, then go back, take gasoline to ignite it. I mean, really? <laughs> what did that bat? I mean, are you serious? And, and, and then to add a final insult to the injury already perpetrated, he tell me that this guy's first name is Robin. When in the hell was it ever Robin? It's Dick Grayson, it's Tim Drake, it's never Robin Blake. I mean, it just doesn't exist. That's just preposterous and it's insulting. So, I don't know. I mean, I could go for hours, but there's many more things. I mean, like, I don't know. Alfred, really, the, the faithful servant who's been there for, what, 60 years and all of a sudden because he didn't show him a letter uh, saying that, the, that his dead girlfriend actually had chosen another man. Goodbye, Alfred. I mean, come on, it makes no sense. <laughs> but all this could be laughable if it wasn't for the way it shot, which is just plain boring. I mean, this, you know, this two shots and this, it's just really, I, I, I don't want no one to become Tony Scott and do crazy stuff and crazy camera moves, but just make it interesting. There's like this long ass dialogue between these this, this actors. They're just, you know, Michael Caine, you gotta love him, but please, I mean, it's like, if we can't have good acting, let's have a lot of acting. Just, he's overacting, he's so extreme, it's ridiculous. So, you know, the crying and the sobbing, like, since when? It just didn't make any sense. And plus, really shot with this, like, you know, slow, creeping dolly moves that it just, it just, I hated it. I haven't, this is the first time I go on record. <laughs> I could talk about it because I don't want to sound like that guy. Okay, well, you know, I've shot a porn version and mine is great and that one sucks. I'm not. I just, I just objectively hated it. And the fans are very divided on this. A lot of people loved it like they loved the last one. And I just am one of those who just totally hated it. I mean, there's many other things that are absolutely wrong with it but you know it would be a, a three-hour interview <laughs> <laughs> well I'll uh, I'll get you back on track then um, so just walk me through what's a typical day on set like for you like what what time do, do you get to work like what is your day entail when you're filming <laughs> so, um, 
Have you had anything that you really wanted to do that you just didn't have the the budget or the resources to pull off? Has there been any big things you've had to sacrifice? No, I, I mean I'm doing them all. I'm just <laughs> one by one. Sometimes you know my schedule is very um, uh, intense, and sometimes a movie fall off the schedule because uh, a specific talent that I want is not available because a specific location is not available, and, and I try to push it until it's not pushable anymore and then I move it to what next year because I need to get going with the rest of the stuff that I have planned so um, but no I'm doing everything I, I stopped announcing them because unfortunately the parody genre has become so popular in, uh, in the adult industry that, that you know as soon as I say yeah I'm gonna do this in a few months somebody else does it right away and uh, you know they steal your idea I, I, I like to be the only one to <laughs> and you know it's just it just sucks when somebody just takes your idea and does a cheap parody you know shot with you know with no uh, no you know no attention to any kind of detail no love for the characters no you know no research and they just fork it out and then just confuses the the, the public because you know if you put out a, you know Iron Man and you call it Iron Man Triple X and I just said that I shooting Iron Man Triple X uh, yesterday and it's not coming out for a year and you shoot it tomorrow and you put it out next week, you know, people are going to think that they already saw Iron Man Triple X and it, that the crappy version that somebody did with, you know, you know, so it doesn't matter. The, 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 the real fans actually know what to look for, so I'm, I'm not concerned. It just, it just sucks. So what what do you think of the the state of porn in general, like with uh, the internet and just everything else, and with people stealing ideas and stuff? Like, just where do you think the business is at, and where do you think it's headed? Well, the internet obviously took a huge toll on on uh, DVD sales, that's for sure, and and that's probably why uh, I'm, I'm able to still be successful because with my parodies, especially, I don't target porn consumers. I go after different demographic. I want to get, you know, fans of the source material, which is, you know, the comic book community or in the case of, you know, the other movies that are not comic book based, just fans of the source material, mostly the geek community, which I'm a proud member of. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's the, the biggest crossover uh, in this situation because otherwise you're just going after people who habitually buy porn and they just want to see porn with the, you know, performed by people in costume and that's the same, you know, 800 people who buy DVDs in the United States. Porn DVDs sell about 800 pieces and, and you know, uh, porn consumers are used to getting it for free online so there's no market for that but there is a huge market for, you know, when I when I shot my first parody was a parody of the TV show Happy Days and, and that's a show that I loved growing up and that I really wanted to have fun with and, and was incredibly uh, successful financially because it was not targeted to porn people, it was targeted to people that are my age and go, oh my god, somebody did Happy Days porn and they, you know, it's, it's just a completely different market. So as far as porn by itself, this there's still obviously the, the, the you know even if it's not the billion dollar industry that everybody likes to call it for some reason it, that's a myth uh, it hasn't been for several years but there's still a market there's still money to be made it's just not as easy as it was before it's not like you shoot a movie you take a you know a couple of kinos a couch 
what would you be doing for a living if you never got into porn? you is um, you, you mentioned that your dad uh, was important and then you got into the business on uh, the Superman triple X uh, DVD you actually in the making of you can see your son kind of getting harassed by Alexis Texas um, do you think which is by the way my favorite part of that entire uh, movie but oh you, my god I'm, I'll, I'll tell him but do you think do you think there's a chance for a third generation? Since, since that interview, which was a couple of years ago, he has moved to Los Angeles from Italy, and he has come to live with me, and he enrolled in a film school at the New York Film Academy here in Los Angeles, so he's starting to become the director. I mean, I'd like to, you know, think that he will pursue a more, uh, um, you know, legitimate career. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that killed me. That entire part was just so fun to watch. Um, Especially the one when she asked to tell him something in Italian. Yeah. <laughs> he calls her a whore. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Uh, <laughs> so who knows? Who knows what he's, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, whatever his uh, dreams are, I hope he uh, follows them and uh, we'll see. But obviously, you know, I guess there's a, That's everything I had for you. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want me to make sure to mention or anything, but uh, no, I'll just make sure you mention that I'm the best director who ever lived and that I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I will do. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. I think you and me should make a porno movie. Porno movie. I think you'll agree. Everybody wants to look like they look in porno movies. Everybody wants to smile like they smile in porno movies. Nobody wants to cry, no one cries in a porno movie. Nobody wants to die, no one dies in a porno movie. Porno movies, they judged you and me. Star you should be in a porno movie. Everybody wants to talk like they talk in porno movies. Everybody wants to walk like they walk in porno movies. Nobody needs a shame, there's a shame in a porno movie. Nobody needs a blame. 
Cause I'd rather see you happy than see you cry Why do you think I didn't come after you? Can't you see I didn't know what to do? You were fading away, a fading kiss I really didn't think you would come to Something like that could happen to me. <laughs> oh, shut up. You couldn't do it either. <laughs> I know.